What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhox42 on the internet, and it is the 5th of July as I record this, and apparently my neighbors, presumably even my next-door neighbors, um, purchased way too many fireworks than they could go through yesterday, so they're appreciating them a little bit today. I apologize if that is in the background, but thank you for understanding and thank you for your patience. So today we are looking at a random magic card. Let's go ahead and take a look. As always, this is unscripted unedited, totally off the dome. And today we are looking at Spine Rock Knoll. That is K-N-O-L-L. -L. Not to be confused with the wolf creatures from like Dungeons and Dragons or EverQuest. G-N-O-L-L? -L? Mm -mm, no, this is Spine Rock Knoll. K-N-O-L-L. -L, meaning a hill of some kind. And so it is a land with an ability called Hideaway. And what Hideaway means is when it comes into play tapped, you can look at the top four cards of your library and exile one of them face down. And then you put the rest on the bottom of your library. So it basically kind of draws it for four, kind of, except it's exiled face down, So, but it's linked to Spine Ragnol. Okay, so what can we do with that? Well, we can pay one red, tap it, you may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost if an opponent was dealt seven or more damage this turn. So imagine running this in a deck that is like a low-to-the-ground aggro strategy that just so happens to have like a five or six drop that's like really powerful but kind of situational. That's This is a way to cheat it in. So in a one-on-one -on -one 60 player or 60 card format, that's an application for it where you're going to be dealing seven damage and this is just free. It's a free card if you're going to be dealing a lot of damage to your opponent. That's not nothing. Now, there is a tempo disadvantage because it comes into play tapped. So there's a balance. There's kind of a balancing act that you got to play there. So that's a downside. You know, it's, it's certainly not perfect. The other application that's beautiful for this is situations where you have incredibly large creatures. Um, because then you're going to have an opportunity to get one of them onto Spine Rock Knoll. It's pretty much going to happen. And you can actually see that kind of depicted in the image, which is kind of fun. If you look closely at the picture, um, it actually the, the shape of the mountain is very reminiscent of a slumbering dragon. Um, and that's pretty darn cool, if you ask me. In the foreground, there's kind of this rock formation that looks very much like a dragon's head resting on the ground. Um, and then there's a spiny ridge leading up to the back of the rest of the hill. And that definitely looks like a dragon. I, I appreciate that. So the, the flavor is definitely, you have this like sleepy dragon that is has become kind of a part of the landscape. And there's a chance it could just burst open and either it's either like hidden um you know by some kind of magical camouflage or it's been sleeping and the ground has been allowed to like you know grow around it i don't know but in either either way you have a hill it becomes something big and nasty and that's great but actually the cool part about that is you don't have to sacrifice spine rock null to get it you just have to use it so it's kind of it's red card draw if nothing else. And so this particular version that we're looking at was reprinted in the Commander set. Um, let's see, it, it was uh, Commander 2015 was this particular version. And I gotta say, Commander's a perfect place for it because players get hit for a lot of damage. Um, and when you have 40 life, being, you know, a person swinging in with a seven power creature or with a couple of smaller creatures that total up to seven, it's not uncommon to not block that because you want your the creatures that you have down to block, you'd prefer to have rather than, um, you'd prefer to have for their abilities or whatever rather than uh, just take it. Or y if you're at a table 
where you have three other opponents or or more potentially, somebody not being, you know, somebody being open is likely to happen. Um, and so that's pretty great. And it's just, it's a free card. It, like, this is practically a free card. And on top of that, it can be a way to cheat something incredibly large into play. So if you have a lot of burns, if you have a lot of smaller creatures, if you, if they're, if you're running a red mid-range strategy where you have a lot of relatively small creatures that can swing pretty consistently to put pressure on your opponent and you have a couple of really big bangers on the top end, like some really expensive dragons or demons or, you know, huge artifact creatures, this is a way that you could cheat them into play. I mean, for example, you could put like a meteor golem in this thing. Now, a meteor golem's not great. However, if it's for free, it's a 3-3 three, three, and you get to destroy something of theirs. Like if that only costs you one red in this land to tap, that's not a bad value at all. And so if I'm running a deck with something like Perforos Bronze Blooded where I can sneak in artifact or red creatures, well, Meteor Golem might have a place in there anyway. And then so Spine Rock Knoll is just another avenue where I might be able to get that thing into play. And if you're building commander decks specifically, you are going to want those redundancies. If you have any cards that synergize really well together, you want as many cards that can enable the others as possible in there. That's actually the thing. When you're building combo decks in Commander, now I know you're probably thinking I'm insane. Combo decks in Commander? Yes, it is possible. The trick for building combo decks in Commander is having a lot of different effects that can result in the same outcome. So if I want, say, say I have something like a Meteor Golem that I want to, to cheat into play, I would probably run Spine Rock Knoll and Perforos Bronze Blooded, and Sneak Attack, and um, Summoner's Egg, and, you know, like five or six different ways where I can cheat something into play. And on top of that, Meteor Golem is only going to be one of those creatures. I'm also going to have Emrakul. I'm also going to have, uh, you know, Desolation Twin. Like, I'm going to have other really big creatures. And I mean, just name one. Like, I'm sure you're, th I'm sure you're thinking of five or six others right off the top of your head. And yes, those ones. And finding multiple ways. If my goal is to cheat something in that's very expensive, I want to have a ton of different ways to cheat stuff in. And the idea of cheating stuff in, in mono red with like sneak attack style strategies is super, super fun because people don't see it coming. You know, when you're playing black, they think, oh, you're going to reanimate some stuff. If you're playing green, they know you're going to ramp into some really, really big things. Those are like, they're tried and true strategies. They work and there's nothing wrong with them. Don't get me wrong. Actually, as a, I'm a reanimator player myself um, and, and as a necromancer at heart, I love cheating stuff in. I love it. And so I want to find a way in every single color to cheat stuff in. Spine Ragnol is a great way that you can cheat stuff in in red. And so in this situation, if I'm playing EDH, if I'm playing Commander, I want to have as many ways to cheat in those big fatties as possible, and Spine Rock Null is going to be one of them. And then I'm going to want a ton of different fatties that I could potentially slip under Spine Rock Null because when it comes into play, I'm removing the top four cards of my library, right? Okay. In that situation, I have to make a choice, and I'm only, like, that's a very small amount of cards I'm going to see, so I really want a high probability of hitting exactly what I want in those four cards. There are a couple of ways you can achieve this. Have a high density of them. Now, you're still going to whiff a couple of times, but sometimes you, you know, but in a lot of cases, you can hit it. Now, the other thing you can do is combo things like Spine Rock Null along with cards like Sensei's Divining Top or Dark Steel Pendant that allow you to scry 
on the top and allow you to kind of manipulate the top deck. Now, if you're in multiple colors, you can also add brainstorm effects. And so those would be tremendous because they allow you to take cards from your hand and set them on top of your library. That's not bad. You also have one of my pet cards from back in uh, that I, I kind of adore. It's terrible, but it's, I don't know, the Jankomancer in me. I love it. It's called Leashling. It's a 3-3 for 6 that allows you at any time to take a, a card from your hand and put it on top of your library to return Leashling to your hand. Um, it's not very good, but it allows perfect top deck manipulation. Is it expensive? Oh, yeah. You better believe it's expensive. Is it worth it most of the time? No, it's not. But in that one situation, oh, it's great. So... The reason that I love it is only because it allows some top deck mani manipulation in a way that very few cards, very few cards actually do, um, in the ability to take cards from your hand and set them on top of your library. There, are, there are surprisingly few cards that touch that interaction or that that follow that path. And Leashling is one of them, which is one of the reasons why I love it. And that can help you with Spine Rock Null because if you bounce your Leashling, put something, put the you know, put the Emrakul or Ulamog that you have in your hand on top of your library, then play Spine Rock Knoll. All of a sudden, you check the top four. Hey, there's an Ulamog here. Who knew? I'm going to go ahead and tuck that under my Spine Rock Knoll. Nobody else gets to know that I have an Ulamog just chilling there. And, uh, yeah, sweet. Cool. So then you go around the table again. And on your turn, okay, I'm going to attack. I couldn't help but notice that nobody has any blockers. Okay, I'm going to attack you with this 2-2, two -two, a 3-3, three -three, uh, and then I'm going to shock you. Shock your face. Okay, cool. Uh, then I'm going to pay one and boom, Ulamog is down. Then I'm going to pass my turn. <laughs> like That's insane. Like the ability to cheat stuff in. And on top of that, you can actually, the reason that I cite Ulamog specifically is, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at least one of the Ulamogs has, a lot of Eldrazi have the ability where they, if they go to their grave, go to the graveyard, you either shuffle the graveyard or the whole, like the whole graveyard or just that creature back into your library. And that way you can't cheat them into play super effectively. Blightsteel Colossus and Darksteel Colossus also have the that same effect. Now, if you're cheating stuff in, in red, using this kind of effect or a sneak attack style effect, that downside doesn't matter just full-on doesn't matter you can absolutely throw a blightsteel colossus under this or a darksteel colossus if you're old school like me those are available to you and on top of that they can also be cheated in with perforos you know so if i was running if i was going to try to build a perforos bronze blooded sneak attack deck in commander spine rock knoll is redundancy that i absolutely want to put in there as is sneak attack they should just be there and then on top of that have Blightsteel Colossus, Darksteel Colossus, uh, Meteor Golem, like all of the big dragons you can think of, Dracuseth, um, there's so many and I'm totally blanking on them right now, but anyway, all of them, just all of them, go to Scryfall right now, do a search for creature type dragon and convert a mana cost seven and higher and those are the ones you want, especially if they natively have haste, because that's the thing, with Sneak Attack or Perforos, they have haste naturally as a way of you know, as part of how you're bringing them into play. Spine Ragnol does not give them haste, so if they have it, or if you have another way to give them haste, like, yeah, that would be helpful. The other thing is, that's great, Spine Ragnol gives this, gives this to you for one. One. That's nothing. That right there is clown shoes. On top of that, if you combine, so if you have... You can also have things that double or double or triple damage in here, like in, in this deck, to really crank up the dial and cause some big time pain for your opponent. That is rad. Uh, I just, I absolutely love this. Now, I don't believe you can play the spell that you exile, so you can play it without paying its mana cost. Um, 
I'm trying to hmm, I'm trying to find ways around um around this. Actually, you know, one thing you could do is if you have like Dracuseth down and something that can double damage with Drac's initial ability, like when it attacks, it would deal a significant amount of damage to the player as well as the board. Then you could trigger Spine Rock Knoll to cheat in whatever before damages or before even blockers are declared. If I'm not, if I'm understanding that correctly, um, I believe, yeah, I believe you can play the whatever. I believe you can trigger this and play the spell. Um, at any time, you could do an, you could play an instant. I believe I could be wrong on that, but uh, yeah, because I know there are um, actually because it's a may. Maybe not. I don't know. I'll need to look that up. I'll need to double check that because I know spell. There are cards like Omni Spell Adept that allow you to cast instant or sorceries from your hand without paying their mana cost, and that allows you to get around um, sorcery speed. So you can do sorceries at instant speed if you have if you're using that ability, which is freaking rad. Um, but with Spine Ragnall, I don't know that you can do that. Anyway, but this card is great. I also understand there was a time when this was legal and standard. I believe it was originally printed in Lorewin, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there was a time when this was viable and standard, and there was actually a deck that was running um, Dragonstorm, of all things, where this worked into it. Because the whole idea behind the deck was deal a bunch of, or um, cast a bunch of small, like, burn spells and small cantrips, and ultimately hit a dragon storm and cheat in a ton of like huge monsters. And so Spine Rock Knoll um, was just a backup plan as a way of getting one of those huge monsters into play. That's freaking great. Like it's just freaking great. I'm telling you, this this isn't necessarily something I want to build around, but in the right deck that has a lot of large creatures um, in red or really big expensive spells um, that has access to red, like there's no reason that you couldn't in like a red blue spell slinger kind of a thing there's no reason you couldn't tuck an expropriate under this there's nothing stopping you from doing that and that's insane because then you could cast an expropriate for one red get out of here that's disgusting like that's truly disgusting so yeah spine ragnall if you're running big dumb powerful cards no reason not to add this on top of that, actually, can you imagine putting, like, Sublime Epiphany or Cryptic Command on this? Like, you can have a counter spell available for one and then tapping this mana. So, effectively, two. If you, if you manage to, to hit it off the top. Yeah, if you're running fat spells and you have access to red, Spine Rock Knoll, you might as well put it in there. Because there's a chance it's going to hit something. There's also a chance it's not going to hit anything and then you get to play mind games. You could just tuck a land under here. Because um, that'll thin your deck out a little bit. And then you, <laughs> you could psych your opponent out. You know, you could let you could keep mana up and just say like, you know, I've got this just sitting here. I know what it is. Do you, yeah, do you know? I know you don't. You sure you want to attack with that? You sure you want to point that at me? You know, you can do that kind of stuff, and that's always fun. I enjoy. And when you're playing commander or any kind of multiplayer game, the politics are a very real factor. And personally, that's how I end up winning a lot of the games is because I'm able to navigate. Like, a lot of the games I win, it's because I navigated the early game and made the right friends. Um, and it's not even necessarily um, which ones allowed them, like, allowed my stuff to resolve. And it's not even necessarily about true deals that we struck. But a lot of it is around how much damage is pointed at me versus other people. Um, and it, yeah, it works. It works, actually. Um, yeah. 
it's delightful. Anyway, Spine Arachnal is great. This card rules. I'm actually, I yeah, I wouldn't mind having a couple uh, myself. Because, yeah, if you're playing big things in Commander and you have access to... If you have big things and you are running primarily red, or it's like a two, maybe three color deck that has access to red, I'd say it's worth it. If you're in four or more colors, the fact that it, it comes into play tapped, it only produces one color of mana, and you need that exact same color of mana to activate it. Like, if you're in a four or five color situation... I'd be hesitant to put that in there just because of the complete lack of fixing. Um, you know, because your lands need to be fixing your mana in those situations. But if you're running a two-color situation and you've got red and fatties, again, as long that's the biggest thing. If you've got big, expensive cards, like if you're running a ramp deck that has access to blue, like a team or ramp situation, or access to red, rather. If you're running like, running like a team or ramp, absolutely put Spine Rock Null in there. 100% all day, every day. If you're running like a mono red Tron situation, Spine Rock Null in there absolutely fits. Again, like, there's there's a place for this. There's There are many, many places for this. Um, maybe Tron's a bad example, because you're going to be running a lot of colorless action, but in any event... Yeah, Spine Rock Null's great. I can't tell you how much I love this card. It's just really, really cool. And on top of that, it's a fun build-around piece, and that's what I like to see. I like to see weird, fun build-around pieces where in certain situations they're great, and in other situations they are not. That's what I like. And that's what Spine Rock Null delivers. So yeah, this has been fun. Thanks so much for hanging out, everybody. You're awesome. You are available. Um, I am available. Twitch.tv slash hammox42. I'm also on Discord. There's a link to the Discord server in the description below. You are more than welcome to pop out there. Say hi. Um, if you have any requests for specific overthinking MTG cards, please don't hesitate to reach out. I love doing these and um, I'm, you know, I'm clicking a random card because, well, I don't have a specific card I want to talk about today. Um, but we do plenty of specific cards, especially around spoiler season. And so I would love to take fan requests. So seriously, anything you got. Thanks so much for hanging out. I will catch you guys next time.